Equine Management is proud to present Daily Vet Life, a short podcast for equine and mixed animal veterinarians and their staffs that's focused on personal and business topics of importance during the COVID-19 pandemic. In this week's episodes, I've been touching base with veterinarians we previously chatted with to see what they have learned during this COVID-19 pandemic that they would like to share with their colleagues. Our guest today is Colleen Bess, DVM, whose PhD is in epidemiology. Her research has focused on veterinarian client and referring veterinarian specialist communication and relationships in equine practice. She operates her own business, Best Vet Consulting. Daily Vet Life is brought to you by Covetris, a global animal health company dedicated to empowering veterinary practices. We combine products, services, and technology into a single platform that connects our customers to the solutions and insights they need to grow. Welcome, Dr. Best. So this is a little different topic, but I, I, I think you are going to have some very good insights for some of our, our listeners. Since the first case of COVID-19 to the current reopening of America, what have you learned that you would like to share with your veterinary colleagues? Well, it's a lesson and maybe also a bit of a hope, to be honest with you. I am hopeful that we are going to put to rest the expectation or the idea that when you are at work, you can work like you don't have a family. And when you are engaging with your family, you can parent or be present like you don't like you don't work. And uh, I, I don't even hear my small children screaming in the background. I'm sorry if you can, but it's one that hits very close to home for me because since, you know, COVID became an issue in in my area, which was early March, right before our, my kids went on March break, it has meant that we've all been home all of the time and home without any help, without daycare, without a nanny, without a cleaning lady. Uh, my husband and I have both been trying to do our jobs and take care of the kids full time without any, really any degree of support. And I think it's truly important for us all to appreciate that we have been living without our normal supports. And that's really changed things. Um, and so for me, it really hit home. I was planning a call with, um, with a work colleague and we hadn't, I hadn't realized we had settled on a time and so it hadn't gotten into my calendar. So they called me and I was out for a walk with my four-year-old who had just learned to ride a two-wheeler and my two-year-old son who's in the stroller and my chocolate lab who really loves to smell everything on our walks. And I didn't have my earphone, I didn't have a headset, I had nothing. So I put them on speaker on the top of the stroller and just did my best and sort of described the state of chaos, but that I was happy to talk through what we were supposed to talk through. And I was very grateful to the person on the other end of the phone for taking it all in stride and sort of laughing with me as I yelled ahead to my son to, you know, stop before he crossed the road or that he'd gone too far and the dog's pulling this way. And, and you know, we all did fine. And I think that usually me being very concerned about appearing and being professional and, and being able to give my full attention and focus, that was, it's hor it was horrifying. It's like, oh God, like how have, I, how have I gotten this so wrong? But I also am a completely fiercely ad, ad, like, advocate for me being present and 
involved in my kids' lives. And so, you know, often when I would go back to work after maternity leave or I'd get to work and I'd be like, oh, I'm so here. And then, but it was so hard to manage the two because I still had two really young kids that needed a lot, but I'd want to keep running fast in my career and running, hitting all of the, the high points at home and being the super mom. And when other people forget that we are whole people, we are whole people that have lots of different things going on. I was talking to a friend today and her grandma is in a long-term care home, which in my area have been hit really hard with COVID. And they don't think they're going to be able to visit her again until at least the fall. Oh, you know, huh. So all of these things that we are all dealing with that often we try to keep hidden away. We try to keep hidden away from our work world because it's seen as weakness or irrelevant or it makes us a bad employee. And so I think that we've had to ask, we've had to make known some of our constraints based on our family. In my family, that looks like we're a two-parent working family with little kids who cannot safely be left unattended. And, you know, one is in school. Luckily, kindergarten homeschooling is, is not as rigorous as, <laughs> as, as when kids get older, you know, but that still doesn't mean that he needs any less of my time and energy. And I'm very, very grateful to my employers for understanding that and to giving me some, some time and space to, to manage my family as, as I need to. And so I'm hopeful that as we start returning and, and continuing to manage, because, you know, life is not going to sort of snap back to usual, but that as we're trying to make choices that we, we feel are necessary to keep our family safe or, you know, even just sort of balanced and managing with the extra stress in our world, that we'll all be a little bit more aware that the other people we're interacting with are whole people. And with that, hopefully comes, you know, some curiosity, some empathy, some compassion, some patience, some willingness to be flexible. Because I think that often those things are lost in the name of efficiency or in the name of performance. And given that I spend a lot of time in the, in the non-technical skills sphere, I think that the more we can embrace those traits, actually the more runway we will give everyone to be their best. Because I am at my best if I'm not worried that the people on the call are going to judge me harshly for um, my, my four-year-old will sit on my lap during a call and listen to an audiobook, And if I have my headphones in, and he just wants a cuddle, like he's, you know, this is a stressful time for everyone. And I am grateful that no one thinks less of me for that in my sphere. And I think, you know, we are, the demographics of the veterinary profession have been changing. But some of the beliefs about work-life balance or some of what we'd hope would be tolerance and, and, and kindness that come with, hey, I'm a working mom, you're a working mom, or you've got families or you have this really, you're really passionate about your hobby that you need. I focus on being a working mom because I am one, but that doesn't mean that everyone else who's not a parent or isn't engaged in family dynamics, that their lives are less valuable or that their time is less valuable. So I'm hopeful, very optimistic that when and as we are re-entering, that we can find more compassion and more space for each other and the whole beings 
that we are interacting with. I needed to hear that today. That was that was lovely. And I, I think our audience is really going to uh, appreciate what you're having to say. So thank you, Dr. Best, for being with us today. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Daily Vet Life. And thank you to our sponsor, Covetris. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the Daily Vet Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. Follow Echo Management on Facebook or send us an email at kbrown at aimmedia.com. Daily Vet Life is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network. Mm-hmm.